Hey, everybody, it's that time again. That's right. Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Also heard on pod clips around the world, heard on all the apps, and uh, love your uh, appearance, appearance by emailing us at sportsfred at aol.com, sportsfred at aol.com. I'm in Southern California, Art Sources in Pennsylvania, and of course, uh, he runs Fantasy Sport. He runs uh, Galaxy Sports. And, fantasy, uh, I like it. I wish I had a fantasy sports deal. Well, he runs Galaxy Sports, which soon will have some, I'm sure, some fantasy on it. But anyway, let's talk uh, not fantasy. Let's talk real, real life. Um, Antonio Brown uh, suspended three games by the National Football League because he lied to them about uh, being vaccinated. He uh, bought somebody else's vaccination card, and as simple as that, and uh, could have affected everybody. But Aaron Rodgers, basically doing the same thing, said he was immunized but not inoculated, and uh, he was not suspended. Is that white privilege? Is that quarterback quarterback privilege? Archie played for the Rams in the early 80s. Quarterback privilege, white privilege, what the hell is going on? Well, like I've always said, Fred, there's rules. Remember the old golden rule, he who has the gold makes the rules. Yep. If it was three or four years ago when A.B. was leading the league with 120 catches and, uh, and not have gone through all the things that he went through, and first of all, A.B., to do something as stupid as that, knowing what we know now, you know, come on. You don't need to do that. So he got caught. Aaron Rodgers seems to have that Teflon ability, much like our old President Clinton, to get away with a lot of things that other people can't get away with. So, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I, I just think there are certain rules for certain people and, and other rules for the masses. And the more I live life, Fred, and you know I'm 125 years old now, so I've seen a lot. It doesn't surprise me. If you're a Packers fan at this point in time, um, how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers? Boy, that's a tough one. As much as saying Uncle Gigi used to say, hey, Meza, Meza. You know, I, I love the ability that he has, but I'm not sure he sold me because of his actions or inactions over the last 18 months. And, Fred, I don't want to be really Aaron, you know, against Aaron Rodgers, but he has lost two consecutive NFC championship games, and it's not as if he really played exemplary football in either of those big games. So, you know, is he big game Aaron Rodgers, or has he done a great job taking a Super Bowl that he won almost 11 years ago and parlaying that into a really great, great career? State Farm not using as many of his commercials, but still using his commercials. Any thoughts, Art Source? Well, the commercial that I've seen him use is the one where he's the game show host. Yes. And that's actually pretty funny. His hair's all slicked back, and I mean, he, that's Aaron Rodgers, so you know. I think that's marvelous marketing by them. Um, Sweaty Betty and the one with Mahomes, I'm not thinking, <laughs> that's not so good in my book. But hey, you know, the thing is, you got to give them credit. I mean, you have to have insurance. State Farm's out there. But the funniest thing was when he scored in Soldier Field and he took to the crowd and basically did his, you know, his deal with his belt and said, I own you guys. You know, that, that, was, that was pretty bizarre. Let me ask you, let's go back to Antonio Brown for a moment. Um, Three-game suspension, but he wasn't going to play the next game or two anyways. Uh, because of an injury. Do they, do they have to be on the actual uh, ready-to-play list and, and then get taken off it the night before the game or something like that? 
Yeah, I think that's the case. So what I'm saying to you is that basically the rest of the season is gone anyways. If you had two weeks that he was going to miss anyways, three weeks suspension, the season's over, or maybe he plays the last. They screwed up. They should have put him on the active list two weeks ago. That way when he comes back next week, he'll be ready. Do you think that he'll they'll bring him back, or do you think they'll just release him? I got a funny feeling he'll play when he's ready to play. You know, the NFL kind of, oh, he was out for six weeks. Eh. You know, I, I think this was more like a slap to let everybody know you can't be getting away with this. Uh, this was a preventative deal by the NFL, in my opinion. I mean, the NFL is really interesting when it comes to these kind of rulings. I mean, you look at the game tonight, Fred. I mean, Dallas has their entire coaching staff not going. Who's calling plays for Dallas? Do they have a headset set up in uh it's the Dallas Cowboy head, headquarters for for uh, <laughs> for Mike McCarthy to make the calls, or, or what's going on? I don't know, Zoom or something. I, I, I have no idea what's going on. But since Wouldn't we're talking about... fascinating to, to learn or find out about? All right, let's throw you off sports for a moment, folks. This is Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on pod clips. But since we are sports media and media in general, uh, do you think that uh, Chris Cuomo will ever come back to CNN? Yes, I do. Would you because like to gets, bet? Would you, would you, would you, would... Of all the meager ratings they get, he gets the the meatiest ratings. Would you like? Would you like to bet on that one? Actually, <laughs> let's look yeah. at it this way, Fred. What, what's the over under in terms of time? I think oh. it's going to be a little longer than three weeks, like uh, the other people are talking about. I think it'll but, be longer you know, too. Jeff Sucker, Jeff Sucker, I think you can throw him in there. I mean. He may he may not be an anchor, but I think he'll still be a a part of. Uh, you know what? Now that I think about it, I don't know, man. It seems like the media is actually turning on their own now, which they've been known to do in the past, as you're well aware of, with your family background, Fred. But yeah, it's 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 pretty bizarre what's going on, really. So you, now you're not going to bet me because now you probably. No, I, you know, I thought about it. I think you're right. I think he's done. You know, honest to God, since the election was over, um, I don't think I've watched uh, Fox, CNN, or MSNB five times. You haven't uh, really missed anything, Fred, just so you know, buddy. All right. uh, Believe Sports Business Sports Media, heard on pod clips around the world. We talked about Aaron Rodgers not being suspended and Antonio Brown, yes, being suspended. How about the college football coaching carousel? Okay, so 12 years ago, uh, Brian Kelly, coaching Cincinnati, University of Cincinnati. 185 grand, what did he make? The, the Bearcats, historically, since Oscar Robertson, have been a basketball school, not a football school. But in 19, uh, but 12 years ago, they are undefeated, set for the Sugar Bowl against Florida, and uh, he leaves them in the lurch by taking a Notre Dame job. People like me have been harping on him for 12 years. So what does he do in this case with Notre Dame to LSU? Does exactly the same thing, proving again he only cares about himself. Do you disagree, Art Source? No. He pulled a Francione. You know, I mean, you know, when he left the Atlanta Falcons, he left everybody a little email. And, you know, that's classless. In two minutes, Jack Swarbrick, the AD at Notre Dame, deserved way more than two minutes. But you know what's really bizarre? You'd mentioned Cincinnati and the Bearcats. My brother-in-law went there. Great guy. Caterpillar, the executive. But uh, what I will tell you is, 
Marcus Freeman's now a Cincinnati guy, Ohio State guy. He's coaching at Notre Dame. Yeah. Funny how this works out. Luke Fickle, who I thought was going to be in position for the Notre Dame job and still might be in the future, you know, he's an Ohio State guy, a Cincinnati coach. You got Tommy Tuberville, a senator, Cincinnati guy. All of a sudden, Cincinnati is coming up in the world. I was sort of hoping Tuberville takes a job so that uh, the Democrats have a shot at uh, winning his uh, seat in in, in the Senate, but uh, no such luck as uh, yours truly. Uh, Email us, folks, at sportsfred at AO.com, sportsfred at AO.com. We've got Major League Baseball lockout. I saw your comment on Facebook. The average Major League player makes four-point-something million. Uh, The owners make millions, if not billions. this whole thing is nutso. Your comments. And the kids, the kids, the minor leaguers, are bur- they have to live eight to an apartment. And, I mean, come on, you guys. You're making billions and millions of dollars, and you're going to haggle over 51% or 49% of the pie. I mean, you guys ought to be lucky that you're where you're at. I mean, when, when mediocre ball players, Fred, get 10, 12, 13, 15 million dollars a year, Stop already. I mean, what about mom and pop? If you had two kids and a wife and you took them to Dodger Stadium yep. and you wanted to get, you know, maybe behind the dugout, along the first baseline, some nice seats, and a pennant and a malt, and, you know, and maybe a hot dog, you're looking at I'm I'm serious when I say this. It's got to be 500 to 600 bucks. All right. The Dodgers lose uh, Seager. They lose Scherzer, and uh, they do sign Chris Taylor. I just say all they have to do is raise the ticket prices some more because they don't care. Raise the parking prices so, so Frank can make some more. Raise the $7 hot dogs to $10. Uh, they have no consideration for the fans. How come can we go back to Farmer John, though, Fred? Come on. Let's go back to Farmer John. If, the, you know, the, the natural Farmer John, well, not the— 12 bucks. We don't care. 12, we don't care. So, I mean, were you surprised that— uh, uh, it didn't match 130 million for Scherzer and to, with what 300 something million for uh, Seager. Your comments? No, they've got. Let me tell you something. According to what I've heard, the Dodgers have five or six arms in their system that they're really excited about. Right. They're going to let they're going to let Kershaw go too. He's going to Texas. You know who cares if he gave you 12 years of his career? Um, you know, and, and when Kershaw leaves, I got to let you in on a secret. Yeah. That means Turner's days are numbered. Okay, the key to the Dodgers next year is going to be if Bellinger can make a full comeback and play like he played, even if it's eighty-five percent of the two thousand nineteen season when he hit the forty-nine home runs. They need his bat next year, Fred. You mean one hundred and sixty batting average won't get it done? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> nah, no. They so won't do it. They have changed the, the line from the Mendoza line to the Bellinger line, so you do realize that. So uh, uh, let's hope for his sake that uh, they find a place for him. But as far as signing Chris Taylor, I think that was a positive. Uh, and people are saying, well, he's only a 250 well, he's a hitter. Gamer. He can play all over the field. Yeah. You can't find players like that. He, he can fill in for uh, Turner at third. He can play, uh, fill in for Turner at short. What was the scuttlebutt you heard about Seager? Because I heard that the Dodgers – they offered him to equal whatever he could go out and get, and he still left. I didn't hear that. I heard that they offered him in spring training 
uh, like 250 million over like eight years or 10 years. He turned that down. So I guess he knew that he could get more elsewhere. He got 75 million more than that, huh? You know, it's hard to tur- you know it's hard to turn that kind of money down. It really is. But you see, the, here's the problem for the Dodgers. Especially outside of L.A. or outside of California, tax wise. Oh no question. But here's a problem as far as I see it. There is no guarantee that Trey Turner, after this year, and he's going to be a free agent, resigns with the Dodgers. I've read everything that I can about him. He doesn't necessarily want to be here. So now they've got rid of Seager, Seager and maybe after this year, it's Trey Turner's uh, turn to leave. Your thoughts? I agree with you. I mean, he grew up right here, you know, down the street, Washington, D.C. Yeah. Uh, he loves he loves the East. Uh, what a ball player, though. I mean, talk about a five-tool talent in an era where, you know, nobody steals bases. But it's still, I mean, you got if you need a guy at second base and it's the eighth inning, and he gets the leadoff single, you know, nobody's going to bunt anymore. We know that. <laughs> but uh, how about Scherzer and DeGrom in New York? What a nice little uh, National League East uh, starting duo that is. You know, Scherzer sort of blamed the Dodgers for his arm going dead. Uh, because what he basically said was um, during the regular season, they counted his pitches, and then all of a sudden in the uh, – playoffs uh, they ask him to uh, pitch and then pitch again a, 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 as a reliever so based on what I read it seems to me he was sort of pointing to the Dodgers as the reason for leaving Dodger Stadium well I gotta be honest with you I've watched I've watched back over the last six years back here on uh, Masson and uh, the guy the guy's a pretty incredible athlete in a lot of ways and uh but i will tell you this every fourth or fifth start he doesn't have it right and uh, and, and that's not hey if you, if you have an 80 percent starting pitcher i mean come on that's that's hall of fame time but i mean he does he, he's one of those guys that if things aren't just exactly the way he likes it and he does have like he does have shoulder problems occasionally and and like you know, but he's thirty-eight years old. He got a three-year deal for forty-three point five million dollars a year. Yeah. To me, he should be Stephen Cohen's partner. <laughs> How much should the Dodgers have offered him? In your mind, uh, what's the most? 30, I heard thirty-seven million. So he turned down thirty-seven. You know, so three times six is eighteen million dollars. Folks, it's tough. A lot of us won't make eighteen million in our lifetime. Most of us won't make eighteen million in our lifetime. So I guess it is. It's gonna be hundred eighty grand at this point. Yeah, it's tough to it's tough to turn that down. Folks, you can email us right here. Believe Sports Biz Sports Media. Hey, before we go, Art, I got to bring up my UCLA Bruins. And unfortunately, Chip Kelly didn't take the. Uh, Florida job, didn't take the Virginia Tech job. I was hoping he would take some job. He is still here. But I looked at the transfer portal earlier today. I'm taping this on uh, Thursday, folks. Uh, six players from UCLA, a couple of them getting playing time, have gone into the transfer portal. First of all, as a former player yourself at USC, I think this transfer portal thing is too open, too wide open. I think it's hurting the game. But it's secondly... Actually, are actually using that as their recruiting yeah, but I, I don't like it. But more importantly, from a UCLA standpoint, I, I think it tells you that a lot of the guys don't like him. Chip Kelly, your thoughts? Well, you know, he's, he's one of those arrogant little guys 
that walks around, and, and, and I think he's probably amiable to a certain point, but I think he'll also grind you like the old-fashioned coaches, you know, uh, what's wrong with you? Are you hurt or are you injured? You know what I mean? <laughs> I think there's something to him about that. That's his edge. But, hey, all i got to tell you is he's up against it now because the big dog came to town, Lincoln Riley, and uh, everything that I've heard is SD gave him carte blanche. He has <laughs> access to one of the two jets. He's going to make $10 million a year. So he doubled his salary, which, you know, moving to L.A., there's a lot of expenses involved in that. But uh, they're supposedly really taking care of him. It's going to be great for the Pac-12. Let's see if we can parlay that into a national TV deal. Can we pull that off, Fred? Oh, I can tell What are you listening to? Oh, I can tell you, on Wednesday night, UCLA versus uh, Colorado basketball. Pac-12 network, so people on DirecTV can't watch it. Because I live east of the Mississippi. Okay, and B, 8.30 Pacific time at uh, Trojanville, the Trojans against Utah, again, on the Pac-12 network. So if you have DirecTV, uh, you can't get it. When's the Pac-12 going to wake up and say, okay, we concede. We don't have to be, uh, we have to be just part of DirecTV at some at some point, and I, maybe for a little less than well, we're okay, asking for. Okay, let me ask for. you a question, Fred. They can go out and spend hundreds of millions of dollars. And you know SC's got plenty of cash right. at a private school. Right. Why wouldn't they do what Texas did? Just put together the, the Trojan Network. Seriously, they have the Longhorn Network, yeah. the Trojan Network. Put it on, make sure every cable system, give it away. Who cares? Sell the advertising. You know what I mean? You're going to be able to put events on from the Pac-12. I mean, somebody's got to step up. It can't be that difficult to put on the best sporting event on the West Coast in the Pac-12 that day. I think that's brilliant. I hope they do. I really if there's do. there's a Big Ten network, why isn't there a Pac-12 network that's viable? Many times on Saturday, Fred, I'll be watching – the 35 college football games that are on national TV. Right. And I'll shoot over to the Big the, the Big Ten Network because it'll be like uh, maybe maybe uh, Brett Bielema's Illinois against Minnesota and P.J. Fleck rowing the boat. Right. It's a fun – I mean, I'll check in for five or ten minutes, and if it's a good game, I'll stay and watch it. All right, let me, put you, on the, let me put you on the spot before we go. Uh, uh, Chargers and Rams, neither playing well. Chargers uh, uh, playing uh, up and down. Herbert certainly did not play his best uh, last week. Uh, 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 who do you like? Let's say the Chargers this week, the Rams this week. Uh, uh, the Rams a 13-point pick versus Jacksonville. Let's go over that one first. 13 points is a lot. Jacksonville's not any good. Uh, Stafford has been playing well. Going to give 13 or take 13 or pass on the game? I, I You know, I wouldn't put a lot on it. But I think the, the Rams will win that one 35-13, to 35-17. I do like the Cowboys tonight 31-20, to 20, though. I think they're going to uh, they're gonna really uh, play well, even though they don't have their coach or anything. I think Dak's got that team pretty much where he, right where he wants it, especially if they give the ball to Pollard, the best-kept secret in the NFC. I think he's running better than, than uh, Elliott. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, uh, Taysom Hill from BYU going for New Orleans. 
I guess that won't make a difference in your mind. But, but, but Fred, here's the deal. He's coming off of, have you ever had plantar fasciitis? I've had a lot of things. Not that one, no. Oh, let me tell you something. As a, as a, when you push off that right foot, that's how you get it, right? You're pushing off, and you're on the instep of your foot, and you're driving. Once you get that callus built up, and it's, oh, it is like it aches. Now, this kid's tough. We know that. I mean, he'd probably run through a brick wall if you, if you told him to. But, uh, you know, that's a tough situation. Um, you know, I hope he has a great game. Don't get me wrong. I don't have a lot of money on it. I'm not that crazy. But my point is, I just I have a funny feeling that New Orleans is just like they're in between. They should have went with Taysom Hill from the very beginning and let the kid play. All right? And that's just the way I look at it. Jameis Winston, he's a good backup quarterback, a great backup quarterback. But he's just he doesn't make the decisions at the right time correctly. All right. Finally, very quickly in our last 30 seconds, uh, uh, Chargers, Cincinnati. I think that's good. I think the total is 49 and a half. I think it's going to be 60 something between those two clubs. Your thoughts? Old AFL shootout. I agree. You think Herbert will have a big game uh, or Burrow will have the better game? Boy, I think they're both going to have big games. It's going to be one of those 42, 37, whoever has the ball last wins. I mean, you know, it's going to be, I don't, we're going to see what the weather's like in Cincinnati. That's another point too. But, All right. Uh, Final comment from Art Source on today's uh, segment of Believe Sports Business, Sports Media. Give us your last comment. LeBron, does LeBron James have COVID-19? No, he's back on Friday, they've already said. So it meant that uh, he didn't have it personally, but he was with somebody that p- perhaps had it. So he was asymptomatic. Asymptomatic, okay, and he guess he's back. He's, they say that he's going to play against the Clippers on Friday evening. Art, right, be well. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Overnight America. Good night, everybody. And uh, Scott, thank you very much for putting this together. And we'll see you around the corner, 168 hours, almost 168 hours from right now. Believe sports business, sports media. Bye, everybody.